Welcome to PHT in the Morning with your host, Pastor David Miller from the Pentecostal Holiness Tabernacle in Cincinnati, Ohio. Good morning and welcome to another episode of PHT in the Morning with Pastor David Miller. I'm Pastor Miller and I'll be your host again today. And we hope that everything's going great at your house, where you are, or wherever you're at today. And I'm just praying God's blessings upon your life. And we're so thrilled that you decided to uh, listen in to our podcast uh, episode today. We have been uh, sharing with you now for several episodes about uh, salvation stories and different salvation stories that we have been privileged to be a part of. And uh, we've seen people get saved in a lot of different places, a lot of different uh, settings. And so we know the Lord can save anybody, uh, anywhere, at any time or point in their life, if they will honestly come to him and repent and ask the Lord into their heart. We've talked to you about people that uh, have got saved in churches, camp meetings. Talked to you about people that uh, seven people, uh, we went to their home to pray for them and seven people was converted and saved right there at their house. Uh, I've talked to you about people got saved in hospitals uh, by the side of the highway in all different ways and, and settings where we've seen people come to know the Lord. And this one today is a little bit uh, uh, unique as well. And I hope this uh, particular uh, story is a, a great blessing to you. We're going to talk to you about a, a gentleman that uh, uh, I had known for some time, quite some time before he had come to know the Lord as uh, as personal Savior. And this was a uh, uh, late, there was a lady rather in our church who had been a very faithful and good uh, member in the church. Uh, she had children that was in the church uh, also that was saved. And, but her husband even though he was a, a nice man, uh, he wasn't a Christian. And I know that in his uh, life before he got saved, he had been into probably some things that wasn't good. Uh, I know it wasn't good to be involved in, and uh, like a lot of sinners will do. And anyway, I had spoke to him on many occasions, and I would always ask him, have you thought about coming to church and giving your life to the Lord? Have you considered uh, changing your life, you know, repenting and, and asking Christ to come into your heart? And usually I'd get the same response most every time. And it would be, thank you, but not right now, preacher. And he was always courteous to me, always kind. Uh, I never did get a 
feeling or uh, that he didn't want me to talk to him or he was never angry, like, don't bother me or, or get away. <clears throat> Nothing like that. But I can remember, like I said, many times asking him. But I, I also remember one day uh, I got a phone call at my home from his wife. Uh, and his wife just simply said, uh, Brother Miller, Pastor Miller, uh, my husband has uh, been taken to the hospital and things look really bad for him. And is there any way that you could come down here and pray with him or pray for him? And naturally I said, yes. So me and my wife uh, got ready quickly as we could and uh, drove to the hospital. I walked into where the family was and they said he's back there on a uh, a bed or a gurney type bed uh, in the hallway. She said they've already got him hooked up to some things and uh, they're getting his room ready right now. And she said, you want to go there? And of course we asked and they said, yes, you can go see him. So me and the wife uh, started back that way to the hallway in the hospital. And on the way, his wife said, Pastor, look, she said, don't be around the bush. Uh, just tell him exactly what's going on, what's happening. Uh, I want him I want him to know the seriousness of it. Uh, and I said, okay. So when we got to where he was, and I just, I called him by name and I said, how are you? And he just opened his eyes, didn't speak. And it was pretty, it was pretty bad. And I just simply said to him, I said, I'm going to tell you the truth. I said, you're in pretty bad shape. And the doctors, what they're saying is they don't know how bad it is, but this potentially could be severe. And uh, it could, it could be even death. And I said, you really need to consider giving your life to the Lord. Now, I know some people would say I was taking advantage of a situation there because of the seriousness of it, but I don't feel like that. I don't believe I was taking advantage of him at all. I was just saying, look, this could be the last hours or days of your life. And if you're ever going to give your heart to Jesus, you need to do it right now. And I'll tell you, friend, actually, if you're listening to me and you don't know Jesus, you don't have a promise of tomorrow. I don't have a promise of tomorrow. So it's going to pay us to get ready to meet God and stay ready to meet God. Or as the Bible says in one place, prepare to meet thy God. So we need to be making preparation through the shed blood of Jesus Christ for our sins. And when I asked him this, I said, have you considered this? Have you thought about it? This time he reached up his hand and he took me by the hand and his answer was quite different. He said, yes, preacher, I'm ready. And I said, all right. I said, I'm going to pray. And I said, you pray with me. And I started to pray. 
And I was asking God to touch him, God to help him. But more so, I was saying, Lord, uh, would you save uh, this person? Call him, call him by his name, of course. And I, I try not to use too many names on this, on these episodes. So called him by his first name. And uh, I heard him saying words like this, Lord, I know that I am a sinner and have been a sinner. I've done things I'm not proud of and I've rejected you in the past. I've said no to you and no to the man of God. But today, Lord, if you will have mercy, I'm saying yes, I want you to come into my heart and forgive me of every sin I've ever committed. I repent. And I watched this man pray and ask God to come into his heart. And after we prayed a few moments, uh, I asked him, I said, how do you feel? And he said, uh, Pastor, I know that the Lord has forgiven me of every sin and came into my heart and, and saved me. I know he has. And he told me this that day laying there. He said, you know, if the Lord decides to take me, I'm ready to meet him. But if God is merciful and lets me live, I'm going to give the rest of my life to the Lord and I'm going to serve him the very best I can. And of course, it was kind of touch and go for a few days. Uh, but with the help of the doctors and I believe the Lord raised him up, and let him live. I can't remember exactly how many years he lived, but I'm, I think it was at least 10 or 12 years in that time frame that he lived after that. He lived a, a good life and, a, and a, a fairly healthy life after that. And when he got home, uh, as soon as he was able to do anything or go anywhere, he immediately came first to the church, stood up in the church service and testified that he had been a sinner and rejected Jesus, but God was merciful to him in the hospital, in the hallway of a hospital, waiting to find that, get into his room. God came by and gloriously saved him. I've heard him give that testimony on many occasions. Uh, I don't know about uh, how you think about this today, but I think this was an outstanding uh, salvation story. I mean, we're talking about a man here. I didn't go into his past because I don't know all of his past, but I know that he was lost without God. And God came by and saved him uh, in the latter years of his life. And not only that, but if I could share it with you after his salvation, I mean, he was so faithful to the church. I can only remember a handful of times that this man missed church. If he missed church, it was his car was either broke down or it was an emergency of some sort, or he was very sick. He was very, very faithful to the church. After maybe three years or so, uh, he kept getting, kept on uh, 
doing everything he could, you know, for the Lord, for the church. And, and we started praying about it. And some of the folks had mentioned that there was a, a spot open on our board of trustees. And after much prayer and discussing it, uh, we talked to him and uh, he was elected as a uh, trustee in our church. And he served the rest of his life as a trustee in the church. And I've been in that church for 38 and a half years. And I've had a lot of great deacons and trustees. A lot of them that's been loyal, faithful, a great men of God. But this man was as good as any uh, that I had. And God used his life to be a great witness and a great a testimony for the Lord. Actually, we became very, very close friends after that. And I've always preached a lot of meetings across the country. And, and a lot of times, if my wife wasn't able to go, two or three of the brothers would go. And uh, he went on several occasions uh, with me uh, to help me drive or just to keep company or to go and uh, pray for the meetings that I was preaching. I remember one meeting in particular that I was preaching in Southern Mississippi and uh, he had went with us uh, to this church and he was an early, early riser. And I, I, I thought I got up early. I'd get up about seven o'clock. But I got up this one morning a little before seven and I could smell coffee brewing. And I walked out in the little kitchen area. The church had uh, put us, uh, all of us brothers in. I think it was four of us. And I looked and I said, are you already up? He said, I've already got the call, already made and drank two cups of coffee. I went to the store uh, and got a newspaper and read a lot of it. He said, I've got bacon and biscuits uh, in there staying warm. He said, how many eggs do you want? And uh, I kind of chuckled. I said, man, you must have got up early. He said, well, he said, preacher, I thought you was going to sleep all day. And he was that kind of a man. He was just a joy uh, to be around. And I just watched his life after his conversion. I mean, he never, he wasn't a preacher. He wasn't a, a singer. He wasn't out front other than being a good trustee. But there was nothing he wouldn't do to be a help or a blessing to the pastor or to the church. Many meetings he went with us and traveled uh, with us. And I miss him even today. He was a great man. He was a great friend of mine. So I don't know. I just felt like I would like to share this story with you today since we're talking about different salvation stories. And to sum it up, here was a man that did not live for the Lord, even though his family did. Had opportunities, but rejected them. And then as he got older in life, when it looked like, why try now? And was possibly facing death and eternity. He turned to Jesus.
God not only forgave him and saved him, but the Lord gave him 10 or 12 more years to work for the Lord and to be a blessing and make an impression on many other uh, people that were not Christians that loved him. And he was truly a blessing. So I hope that this has been a help to you today. And if you have someone that you know that's in this condition, that has had many opportunities and turned them all down, I want you to know there's still hope. And even if they're sick, there is still hope for them. God is a great God, a God of love and forgiveness and kindness. And if we will repent, he will forgive us of our sins. I hope this episode has been a blessing to you. And I hope you join us on the next episode of PHT in the morning with Pastor David Miller. And I just want to say to you that I hope you have a great rest of your day. Mm-hmm.